This is a message from Grace Church, located in Frisco, Texas, a suburb of Dallas-Fort Worth. Grace Church is affiliated with Sovereign Grace Ministries. The Grace Church website is gracechurchfrisco.org. The speaker for this message is Craig Cavanis, the senior pastor of Grace Church. Lord, we thank you for the joy that we experience this morning as we sing and celebrate what you have done for us, Lord, your work that we celebrate this time at Christmas is glorious, for you have come, as we have heard uh, spoken and sung this morning, you have come to rescue us from our sins, and how grateful we are, Lord, for that good news, that you do come, and that you do save us. You were born to die, as we heard this morning. Lord, thank you for this presentation and for speaking to us in it and through it. And we pray now that in the moments we have in your word that you would speak to us as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let me welcome you if you're a guest here in particular. My name is Craig and I'm one of the pastors. And uh, just a word to those, because uh, it looks like I'm about to preach and I am. Um, and some of you are thinking, my four-year-old is in the service and uh, has been here 50 minutes, and you're about to speak. This doesn't look good for us as a family. And uh, let me just say to you a couple things. One, I, I know your four-year-old is here, and I'm on a clock, so I got that. Uh, and I will, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll preach accordingly. Um, and secondly, the lights are remaining dim, so nobody knows it's your kid that's crying. And uh, so we'll do that for your own protection to protect the guilty. And uh, and secondly, if you need to slip out and and to walk around in the lobby, we get that. That is totally, totally fine. Um, I want to start by just asking you a question this morning, and that's this. Do you fully believe the Christmas story? Do you fully believe in baby Jesus? It's kind of a strange question, but do you fully believe? Do you fully believe in baby Jesus that, that God became man And do you fully believe that Jesus is fully God and fully man? Well, since I have a mic, I'm going to speak for all of us. And I'm going to answer the question this way, that I think most of us struggle with believing that Jesus is fully God and fully man. I think most of us have an imbalanced view of Jesus, and I think that imbalanced view often surfaces at Christmas time. If you're here and you're a skeptic, then you probably do real well at believing that Jesus is a man. So the the humanity of Jesus is probably not a struggle for you. But believing in the divinity of Jesus, that Jesus is God, that is a struggle for you perhaps. And I want to assert this morning that if you're a Christian, if you're a believer here today, that you probably do well believing that Jesus is God. But if we're honest... I think you would have to say that you struggle at times believing in the full humanity of Jesus and pressing that out for all that it means that Jesus is really humble, really, really human rather. He is humble, that he is really human. The presentation we just saw was called Behold the Man. And I'm going to take a few minutes this morning to talk about the man, Jesus, fully God, but fully man. The biblical description of his birth is very human. It's very simple. It's very plain. I'm talking about his actual physical birth that we celebrate. In Luke chapter 2, we get this very brief description 
of Jesus's birth. Now, Mary and Joseph are uh, there in Bethlehem, and this is what is written. And while they, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, this is very simple and very basic. It's so simple. And, and the description of his birth is so simple, it's almost hidden. There's nothing about his actual birth itself and the baby himself, if you were to see him, that would announce that he was God. The announcement of his God, uh, that he is God, comes elsewhere. It comes out in the fields where angels show up to some shepherds and announce to them, today a Savior has been born in Bethlehem. This is the sign, and you know, go fi- you'll, you'll see him, you'll find him there. And then the sky is lit up with angels who are singing glory to God in the highest. So his divinity is announced by an angelic choir out in the fields to some shepherds. But in Bethlehem, he is born in, in what is like a stable or something. Some surmise maybe it was a cave that animals were kept in. But he is born among the animals. There's no room in the inn for him. He's wrapped in cloths, and he's placed in a feeding trough among the animals. It is a simple story that reveals the very humanity of Jesus. The announcement is spectacular, but the birth is ordinary. Matter of fact, you would miss, you would miss that God was coming to earth incarnate. If you didn't know, if he hadn't spoken to you in the skies, you wouldn't even know. You would have walked right by and noticed nothing different at all. It takes faith to believe in the humanity of Jesus. It takes faith to believe in the humanity of Jesus. This, this, this year, we bought my grandson a Fisher Price Little People Nativity Set. And uh, when Fisher Price starts going biblical on us, we're, we're in. And so uh, I happened to bring, actually, baby Jesus with me today. And uh, if you are new, this is not a good luck charm. I don't carry around baby Jesus. I mean, it feels a little weird even, but I, I don't. I don't do that. Now, you may not be able to see in the back, so we, I've, I've got a picture of this for you to show you. There he is. Now, little people, Fisher-Price, baby Jesus is very disturbing. And uh, he's disturbing for two primary reasons. One is that he has a blonde tuft of hair that matches the hay uh, that he's lying in. But he has a blonde tuft of hair that, that sneaks out from his swaddling cloths. I don't know if you've ever seen a baby that was born in the Middle East to Middle Eastern parents, but this is not what he looks like. He is not pasty white. This is Swedish baby Jesus. And uh, I love you people from Sweden, but you don't look like Jesus, okay? So, uh, so this is racially and, and ethnically very inaccurate. That's disturbing. But what's more disturbing than the wrong hair color and a wrong pigment tone? What's more disturbing is that his humanity is minimized by the fact that he has a halo. Now, we have another angle. Here's the halo shot for you. And this is not a gold headband. This is a halo. When you're making plastic figurines made in China, you can't suspend light from the kid's head, so you attach it to the head. And so this is a halo that is on on baby Jesus' head. And 
the reality is that a lot of pietistic artwork portrays Jesus this way. There is a halo over his head to communicate his divinity in the manger. And I looked at a number of pictures this week, and frequently there is light, there is a glow around baby Jesus. Listen, if you were at the manger, the humanity of Jesus is what you would have seen. His divinity was not revealed by halos or glows. And lest you think this is Fisher-Price only, this is us. We sing and celebrate this stuff every year. And I know some people are going to not like this because I've ruined Christmas by analyzing Christmas songs for numbers of people. There's still bitter folk in the church over this. But if we want to talk about the humanity of Jesus, we have to consider. I I love the song Silent Night. I sing that song. We've probably sung it here. But listen to the lyrics. The first verse, Silent Night, Holy Night, All is Calm, All is Bright. Okay, they're speculating on the weather conditions, but it's tr- it's fine. Other than that, it's fine. Listen to the second verse. Silent night, holy night, Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. The author is saying, how, how do we recognize that Jesus is Lord at his birth, he is emanating light. There are beams emanating off of his face. This is patently unbiblical. It is speculative. Jesus is a regular baby. He's fully God, but he's regular in the sense that he's fully man. He cries. He needs to be changed. He needs to be fed. He is fully human. And to look at him, you would see him as human. You would not see a radioactive sense of glow. There is a glow and there is glory in the Christmas scene. The light of God does emanate, but it emanates from angels announcing his birth. Jesus is completely human and completely God at the same time. Listen to how he's described in Scripture. Jesus grows in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Jesus develops as a boy. God incarnate as a, as, as in human form grows in wisdom. I can't explain that. But it emphasizes humanity. As a man grown up, Jesus demonstrates his humanity all over the place. He is tired. He's so tired at one point, he falls asleep in a boat, fully human. A storm comes up. He wakes, he's woken up, and he stops the storm, fully God. Fully human, fully God. He eats with people. Why? Because he's hungry. He's human. He, He had human emotions. Jesus is angry when the money changers are in the temple, not sinfully angry, righteously angry. Jesus is sad when his friend Lazarus dies. If you looked at Jesus and just saw him, you would just see a human. You would not see a halo. You would not see a glow in his natural, normal life. I mean, barring the transfiguration, that would be an exception. But that wasn't public. That was with just a few of the disciples. So normally when you saw him, he just would look like a regular person. As a matter of fact, he came to his hometown one time and started teaching and and powerfully teaching and doing miracles. And here's what the people said. 
They didn't say, we knew it was coming. He was glowing in the manger. We knew this was inevitable. Here's what they said. Where did he learn this stuff? How does he do all these works? Isn't he the carpenter, Mary's son? They're surprised. They're surprised because they just know him as Jesus, the carpenter. He experienced real temptation as a human, though he never sinned. He experienced real temptation. And when he died on the cross, he died as a human, experiencing real pain, real suffering, real human death. His heart stops beating and he dies. And that's where his humanity is most vital to understand. Jesus had to be fully God and fully man in order to bring forgiveness for our sins. Listen to these verses, Hebrews 2, 16 through 18. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and high priest, a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered, when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Look what the writer of Hebrews says. Jesus doesn't come to help the angels. He comes to help the offspring of Abraham. What does that mean? He comes to help humans, people that received a promise that a Savior would come. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect. He had to be human just like us, except without sin, except that he never sinned. He is human like us. And why did he have to be human? So that he could be a merciful and faithful high priest in the servant of God, uh, as a servant of God, so that he could make propitiation for the sins of the people. Propitiation means a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice for because God is holy and God judges sinners, it is a sacrifice that absorbs the holy wrath of God. So in the Old Testament, animals were sacrificed so that blood was shed to pay for human sin. But Jesus comes fully human and he is sacrificed himself so that he can make the sacrifice for human sin. Humans sinned and so the blood of animals was only a temporary solution. It really couldn't pay for human sin. A human had to pay for human sin. And that's why Jesus is fully human. And that's why we mustn't compromise his humanity For if we do, we lose our Savior. He is fully human, and so he can die as a human for us. But he's fully God. He's a perfect sacrifice. He obeys God's law. He never sins so that his obedience can be credited to us. He obeys in our place as God, the perfect perfect man, the perfect God. And he dies in our place as man, dying as a substitute to pay for our sins. Both are vital, fully God and fully man. And now if we trust him in the mystery of this, fully God and fully man, if we trust him as the one who died in our place for our sins, we turn from our sins and we believe in him, we are forgiven and given new life. That's the message of Christmas, that God came, fully God and fully man, that he lived a perfect life, that he died in our place, and that he rose from the dead on the third day, and then he ascended to the right hand of the Father where he rules now.
And if we believe that and trust in him to forgive us our sins, we receive new life. We receive eternal life. We receive forgiveness of our sins. And you can receive that this Christmas. That is the greatest Christmas gift, is, is the gift that God gave in his own son dying in our place for our sins. That's what the songs were about today. That's what the drama was about today. That's what this message and these scripture passages are all about today, that we can have new life eternal life, and the confidence that one day when we die, we will go and be with Christ forever in heaven. If you've never believed in Christ, maybe you're a guest here. Maybe you've been here for a long time. Maybe you're a church kid growing up in here, growing up here, but you say, I've never really understood this, the God and man aspect. I've never really understood why Jesus had to die. I don't think I've ever really believed that. Then I invite you, more than that, I urge you, to respond to Christ today. And you can do that by just praying and saying, Jesus, I turn from my sins. I recognize I deserve judgment for my sins, penalty, hell for my sins. But I realize you died in my place. Thank you for being the God man and dying for me. I believe in you. I trust in you alone. I give my life to you. I'd urge you to pray something like that today to receive the Lord if you are so inclined, if he's touching your heart today. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you today for the good news of great joy that a Savior was born, Jesus Christ. And we celebrate your coming and all that you are and all that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you and we praise you today. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Grace Church. For more information, visit www.gracechurchfrisco.org.